Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. My name's Ali, uh, if I haven't met you, and I'm so pleased to be here this morning continuing our series on the Holy Spirit, looking at the Holy Spirit. Now, a couple of weeks ago, um, my husband Nick and I were looking to buy a car, and uh, we talked about it a lot. We thought about what sort of car might work for us. We looked, I think, on every single page of Auto Trader, if you have ever done that. And uh, finally, Nick found a car that he thought, yes, this could work for us. This could be the right car. So he arranged to go and see it. And as he traveled to go and see this car, he prayed to God. He said, God, would you speak to us about this car? Would you guide us? Is this the right car for us in this time? And he arrived at the garage. The guy showed him around, had a little look at the car. And Nick opened the driver's door and uh, went to sit in the seat. And as he sat down, he looked over. And in the front corner of the windscreen were three numbers written. Six, six, six. (laughs) Nick got out of the car, said thank you very much to a slightly bewildered salesman, and walked off. (laughs) Now... If we had time, I would love to go around every single person in this room and find out your response to that story. Because some of you are going, oh my goodness, that was such a clear word from God. The mark of the beast on a car is never a good sign. And some of you are going, that is crazy. You know, someone's clearly written something on a windscreen. Why would that put you off buying a car? And then other people in here are going, hmm, was that God? Was that not God? Don't really No. So, you know, in that case, the stakes were not very high. There are other cars out there. But in other cases, things matter a little bit more. We'll hear a bit more about that with our our panel getting up in a few minutes. But today we're going to have a little look at how God speaks to us, how the Spirit's voice might speak into our lives. And it's a bit of a hot topic because do we think that God still speaks to us today? If he does, how do I hear him? If I do hear him, how do I know that it is him and it's not something else? Because, you know, we hate fake news, don't we? We hate being taken in. We hate people who try and manipulate us. So it could put us off listening out for God at all. On the other hand, if we are Jesus followers, if we are saying God is alive and active, don't we want to hear from God? Don't we want to know his voice in our life for calling, for encouragement, for guidance, for wisdom? You know, what's going on in your life right now where you could really do with a word from the Spirit? Where do you need guidance? Where do you need to be encouraged or helped or you need some insight right now? But perhaps we'd just better start with this word, does God actually speak to us? Does he speak to us? And if we look at the Bible we find that God does speak to his people. You know, in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, God walks and talks with Adam and Eve. And he introduces himself to Abraham and he gives him this calling that he's gonna be a great nation. And he meets Moses and talks with him and he speaks to Noah, gives him a warning about a flood. And then he speaks through the prophets about the future of the nation and what is going to happen. And then of course with Jesus, we see him calling his disciples by name, one by one, and they follow him. And then as the early church is born, the spirit speaks to the apostles and they are given God's guidance about where they should go, who they should speak 
speak to how they should live their lives. They hear from God. It seems that we have a God who wants to communicate with us, who wants to speak to us. And how does he speak to us? Well, in the Old Testament, we sometimes see that God speaks audibly. He spoke audibly to Moses in the burning bush. Sometimes he speaks through dreams, uh, like with Ezekiel. Sometimes he speaks through visions. Sorry, visions was Ezekiel. Dreams is uh, Joseph and Daniel. He speaks in all these different ways, sometimes with pictures. So Amos has a picture of a ripe basket of fruit, and then he has a picture of a plumb line against a crooked wall, and God is speaking to him about the state of their nation and what is about to happen. Sometimes we even see him literally writing on a wall and people hearing his voice through that. So God speaks in all these different ways, but it seems that back then, God spoke to a chosen few. There were some key leaders and prophets that he spoke to. But of course, as we've gone through this spirit series, we've come back again and again to those verses in Joel 2, which says this, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So this incredible promise is that the voice of the spirit is not just for a special chosen few, but it is for everyone. It is for all of us. Now, men, women, young and old. And of course, after Pentecost, when we see the spirit poured out, this is exactly what happens. And God starts speaking in the same way that he always has done. So let's look at our our passage for today from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 to 11. And it says this, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there's given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another miraculous powers. To another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So the spirit, the third person of the Trinity of God is the same, and he continues to communicate with all of us as he is poured out. And the reason for it is right at the start of that passage. It's for the common good. When God speaks to us, it bears good fruit. That's often how we know that this is God speaking to us because of what happens. So how does God speak to us? How do we begin to recognize his voice? Well, first and foremost, God has spoken conclusively through the Bible. Through the Bible. Now, when we say that, sometimes people seem to be a little bit disappointed. (laughs) They're like, but I really wanted to see something written in the sky. I want to hear that audible, booming voice that we sometimes hear about. Do I really have to read this book? Well, you know what? If you want to start recognizing God's voice, you're going to have to get into his book. You might have to listen to it. You might want to read it. You might want to download an app or follow the Gastric Devotionals, come on the Bible course. There are a thousand ways that you can start getting into the book. But the Bible is our way in and our way on with hearing the voice of God. It's what we measure everything else by. And Hebrews 4 puts it like this. It says, the word of God is alive and active. So the Bible's not just this history book that tells us what God has done, but it talks to us about what he is doing. And so when you read the Psalms, you can read about David and and find out about how he was, you know, being led by quiet waters and through green pastures. 
But at the same time, you can have the sense that God is speaking to you about exactly that in that moment. You are going to get God's peace. You're going to get his restoration and more than anything, his presence. It's why when we read about Joshua uh, being told that he should be strong and courageous at the same time, you might have this resonance. No, you know what? That word is for me today. This circumstance that I'm facing right now, I really needed to hear that. So as the Spirit speaks to us through the Bible, it's like a double function. You know, we have these two different ways of hearing what has happened, but what God is speaking to us right now for our situation. But God also continues to speak to us just as he has done uh, throughout history in these other ways, perhaps through dreams. I know lots of people have significant dreams and you know when it's significant or you know when you've basically had too much cheese the night before. But sometimes God speaks to us through dreams. Sometimes he speaks through visions. You might have heard of the Welsh revival of 1904. Well, visions played a real part in that. Evan Roberts was the sort of leading figure in the Welsh revival. And he had a vision of a moon, a really big, bright, brilliant moon that was growing larger and larger. And as he looked in this vision, he saw a hand and an arm reach down from this moon and it was holding a piece of paper. And as he looked, he could see on this piece of paper the number 100,000. 100,000. And from that moment, he started praying so hard that God would save 100,000 souls in that time. And that was the sort of catalyst for the Welsh revival. And we know when we look back and we kind of read the stories and kind of read the statistics that around 100,000 people did give their lives to Jesus over that time. You know, a vision is a powerful catalyst. So ask God for them. And then, of course, the other ways we hear from God are through words of knowledge and prophecy and pictures and images. You know, Job says, God speaks to us now one way, now another. And it's up to him how he chooses to speak to us. And of course, we measure it against the scripture. And uh, just before I invite the guys up, just four really, really quick things of how we might kind of posture ourselves as we listen out for God's voice. Number one, can I encourage us to be alert? Be alert. You know, sometimes we sing that song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. What would it look like if we started our day with that as our prayer? You know, I go through my days quite distracted, quite oblivious often, just whatever's demanding my immediate attention. What does it mean to start your day alert to what God might be saying to you and through you? How might God use you then? friend of mine who was often quite alert to what God was saying was in a taxi once. And uh, as she went to get out of the taxi, she just stopped because she felt God had given her a word. And she said, you're not a taxi driver. You're a doctor. You're from Syria. You've left a daughter called Anna behind. The guy just broke down in tears because that was all correct. And she was able to tell him how she knew that Jesus had told her and to pray for him. You know, what might God do with you if you are alert and you are listening? So let's be alert. Number two, let's be available. Let's be available. We know that Samuel was a a key prophet in the Old Testament, had incredible words from the Lord. But when he was a little boy, he was taught to say this, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. Speak, Lord, your servant's listening. You know, in my prayer times, I get that upside down. I say, listen, Lord, your servant is speaking. I say that again and again. I come with my lists, my prayer requests again and again. Lord, you've got to listen to me. What might it look like if I, if I turned that around and made myself available to speak, Lord? I'm listening. 
I'm listening now. So let's make ourselves available to the Lord. Number three, let's be active in this. Because if we hear from God, what are we going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Because I know I've been given loads of words and pictures over the years, and they have been so timely and so helpful. In fact, this week, I was sitting at home really wondering about something I was working on. You know, is, is this the right thing to do? Is it any good? And someone texted me at the moment and just said, I just really feel like I need to encourage you about this thing. Um, a couple of people have spoken to me about it. It's brilliant. Keep going. I thought, thank you, God. You know, that's a prophetic encouragement, but it needed that person to do something with it, to actually text me. What do we do about it? Do we speak it out? Have we got the courage to do that. If it feels sensitive, if it feels complicated, can I encourage you, write it down, but pray into it. Pray into it. Be active when you're listening out from God. And then just the fourth thing is to be approachable. Be approachable with all of this stuff because you know what? God is infallible. We are very definitely not. We are not. You know, it's why we don't go around going, thus saith the Lord. Don't do that. You don't need to. You can say, hey, I feel like I've had this picture or this dream. Can I just offer it to you? It it might mean nothing. Totally fine if not. But this is what I think God might be saying. That way you're not putting weight on people. They can weigh it, measure it, see if it resonates for them. Be approachable with this stuff. It's really key. You know, do we definitely know it's God speaking? No. Is it possibly God speaking? Yes, It is. So let's take that. Let's be active, but let's be approachable with the way that we do these things. How do we know it's from God? Well, as Corinthians said, it's for the common good and it's going to bear good fruit. Now, I would love to invite Marie Tozin Grace to come and join me up here and uh, have a bit of a chat with them about how they hear from God and what that looks like. Come on up, guys. Now, these guys are all members of Gas Street, and uh, they are, the reason I've asked them to get up here is because those four things I have seen evident in their lives over, well, some of them for years and some of them more recently, but I've seen them operating in these things in a really natural way. And I didn't want you to think it's sort of just whatever happens from the front with one person, but actually that this is for everyone. So, hey, guys, you all right? Good, good, good. Marie. Can you just uh, tell us a little bit? We talk about being alert or being expectant for hearing from God. Can you tell us how you go about doing that uh, in your normal life? Uh, well, I think, first of all, it's just walking with God every day, you know, expecting God to speak to you, but also being willing to listen. So not just coming to church on Sunday or just having a prayer time, but like you're saying, throughout the day, talking to God about whatever you're doing. And, and maybe somebody comes into your mind and you pray for them and maybe God says something about it. But it's just that continual relationship with God, learning to know his voice and to respond to it. Yeah. And can you tell us a sort of an example of when you've particularly felt like you've heard from God? Yeah, for me, there was a very, uh, a very particular time that was very special for me. Um, in the church that I was in, and this is many years ago now, we had a lot of teaching on on marriage and family. And I was quite young, you know, in my 20s, and thinking, God, yeah, I've got a vision to be married, wanting to find a godly husband, to minister together, and to 
that's great, you know, talk to lots of married friends, talk to pastor and so on, got prayer for it and, you know, seeking God over a period of a couple of years. But then we also had quite a lot of teaching on celibacy, which was not something you often hear about, about living, the two things, living single for God, but also making a celibate commitment, which is obviously, a, you know, a deeper commitment. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. We heard about these people who'd become celibate. I thought, that's really inspiring, but it's way, way too difficult for me. And, um, but prayed about it over quite a lot of time, talked to a lot of people. And this particular day, I thought, okay, I, I really need to hear from God. So I decided I was going to fast and pray. In fact, it was a good Friday, I remember, and it was a really nice day. So I went out for a walk, and I sat under this tree in the middle of a field, and I just began to worship and say, God, you know, I just, I just want to hear your voice. I just want to know what you're saying. And, uh, you know, what is your plan for me? And... Um, I've heard God say to me, marriage is great. Marriage is great. That's a really good vision that you've got. I have no problem if you want to get married. But if you want, I want to give you this special gift of being celibate, of living just for me. And I thought, oh, Lord, you know. And I, I, I remember crying, you know. And I had this particular verse of a hymn come to me. And I just knew God was saying to me, but who's giving me a choice? And I remember saying, God, if you want to give me a gift, then that's the best gift, and I want to receive it. Lord, I just want to receive that gift from you. And it was a sacrifice because God is asking me to yield up my desires, but I just found such a sense of peace and such a sense of the Holy Spirit ministering to me in that time that was just amazing, you know, it was like being baptized in the spirit all over again. And, and when you say you heard from God, was it an audible voice? How did you hear? No, it wasn't an audible voice. It was just an inner um, assurance of God speaking. Um, I just knew God was speaking into my, my heart. And I, I can't remember this particular verse now, but I know that that really resonated with me. And... Uh, that, that was just so apparent for me that this was God responding to my heart. And we, we talk about high stakes. That's, that's quite a high stakes word for God to speak into your heart. How did that feel? Yeah, it was. It, it was. Um, but I'd been praying for quite a long time. I'd got um, very close friends who'd been praying for me and talking to Pastor. And, um, but I think the thing for me at that point, as I said yes to God, I just felt this incredible sort of flooding of God's peace yeah. and God's love in me that I just knew that was God. And then I obviously went back and I talked to uh, people close to me, talked to my pastor, they prayed for me and so on. But for the next few weeks, I felt like I was sort of, you know, up here somewhere. And I just knew that that was really God speaking to me. And, and that was important because when you go through difficult times, to hold on to the knowing that God had spoken to me. It wasn't yes. an emotion, it was a choice. Yes. And that was, that was really powerful. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, Grace, you uh, hear from God. How, what does that look like? How do you recognize that it's God speaking? Yeah, I often describe um, my relationship with God and hearing God's voice a little bit like this. 
So 10 years ago, I started dating my husband, who was then my boyfriend at the time, I've been married six years now. If he had rung me from an unknown number uh, or from anywhere in the world and said the word hello, I don't know if I would have recognised his voice straight away. I would have heard it, but I don't know if I would have recognised it. Now, 10 years on, he can ring me from any number, anywhere, from anyone's phone, and I know at the word hello who is speaking to me. And there's a difference, isn't there, between hearing and recognising. And so I've been a Christian now for over 20 years. I look back over my life and I think there are numerous, multiple times that I have heard God. But over the years, I've begun to recognise that voice more. And when you start to recognise the voice of God more, I believe it builds your faith, it it, it builds your trust, and therefore you're able far more to act on it. And so I would say that that's been a real journey for me over the years of getting to a place where I can recognise the voice of God. God speaks to me in lots of different ways. Um, God has uh, spoken to me through dreams. He's woken me up in the middle of the night. I just get this stirring that it's not just that I'm waking up in the middle of the night, but maybe God wants to speak. And sometimes in that moment, I might just lie there and say, God, if this is you, would you bring something to mind? Would you, would you bring something to mind that I need to pray for or, or somebody that I need to pray for that you want to speak to me about? Um, There are other times where God has spoken to me through pictures and visions and and thoughts in my mind. Sometimes God's given me somebody's name to pray for, somebody that I might know, somebody that I might not know. Um, Sometimes God has spoken through other people, many times, through people just stepping out like that lady did in the taxi uh, and saying, I feel that God is saying this for you. I had that just two days ago. Somebody felt that they had a dream for me, that they woke up in the middle of the night and that God had this beautiful word about unconditional love that I really needed to hear in the season that I'm in. And so uh, I also hear from God through other people. Um, But I've heard from God's from, from, from the audible voice of God once in my life last year. Come and ask me about it if you want to know more. But um, generally speaking, on a day-to-day, I would say for me, when God speaks to me, it's like a thought on repeat that I can't shake. And it might be like an interruptible moment. I might be driving in a car or putting my little girl to bed. Just kind of the everyday, normal moments. And those are the moments I think that God wants to speak. Yes, he wants to speak on a Sunday. Yes, he wants to speak in those kind of mountaintop moments. But what about the everyday life moments where God wants to uh, speak in just a really natural, normal way? And for me, often, that is um, just going about my daily life. And I, in those moments, just pause for a minute. Just press in for a little bit longer. God, what do you want to say? Why is this name coming to mind? Why is this thought coming to my mind? And lingering in that space. And God, if it is God, he will continue often to bring that back to my mind and become more clear uh, as the time goes on. I love that. I'm going to come back to the name thing in a minute. Chosen, um, it'd be great to hear, like, how do you make yourself available to God? And I know that you had a word from God before wildfires. It'd be great just to hear about that as well. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, is that switched on? Yeah. How do we hear, <laughs> from, how do we hear from Tozin, let alone how yeah. do we hear from God? Good that. Yeah, so um, I think it just happened like, um, like you said, being a lot, and that, that's me being open, because like just coming into the new term and just asking God what you have for my ministry area, what are you saying? And then I just take a walk 
by the reservoir because I live close there. Yeah, so I'm just walking and just like praying. And then at some point, the scripture just comes alive in me. And it's that scripture in John 10, 10. And it says, um, the, th the thief comes to steal, to kill, but I've come that you have life and you have life in all its fullness. Not the entirety of that word, but just the part that says life in all its fullness. And then I start praying, what does it mean? What does it mean to have life and life have life in all its fullness? And then even coming back, everyone's asking, oh, what are you sensing? What's the Lord saying? And I'm, I'm at risk of sounding like a broken record, but I still do it. I'm just saying life and life in all its fullness, life and life in all its fullness. Yeah. yeah. And then what happened with that? What did you do with that word? Okay. Yeah. Then I didn't share the other part of the story. Then I go up to wildfires to just like being open and saying, God, what are you saying? And then um, I attend the labs and there's the labs for like um, people working with young people, like um, the next generation. And then I just go for the labs and um, it's all the good stuff they shared about like what to do. And at the end of it, Josh, Josh Green just says to us, you know, modern strategy is contending for the revival of the next generation. And I was like, wow. And then I take that, I come back and I'm like, okay, maybe I should dig into what revival means and just study more and see what God's saying. And then I find out like revival is two words and it's two Latin words that means life again. And so it just links up to life in all its fullness, life again. And I'm like, maybe this is what God is saying. And then I just put it on the group chat with my friends and say, you know what? Uh, I'll be at the reservoir 10 a.m. every Saturday for the next 12 weeks contending for the revival of the next generation. If you want to come along, feel free. And have you done that? Uh, yesterday was the first time and I did it and nobody showed up. But um, in the season, I'm redefining what success means. And for me, that's obedience, just hearing God. Yeah, and as I say that, you know, I just, I just have a sense, if it's all right, that there might be someone sitting under the sound of my voice, and it sounds like you had a season where the Lord spoke to you and said, do this, and it felt like you didn't act on that word, and it's just voices of condemnation in your mind that just want to say, the Lord will say to you, don't believe the lie of the enemy. Wow. He, still, he still delights over you, and he's still speaking to you. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. That's a word from the Lord right now. We're going to pray in, a, in just a couple of minutes. We're going to pray into some of these things. Thank you. Grace, just saying about the, the word, um, getting perhaps someone's name that's come to mind. Um, just have you, tell us something about that. Yeah, for sure. That's something that's kind of happened probably in the last kind of year, 18 months for me in my prayer time. And um, one thing I'd like to say just before that is I would say over the last kind of year and a half, two years, um, my intimacy in relationship with God has gone to a whole new level. And off the back of that, off the back of reading the Bible more, off the back of praying more, off the back of just waiting in his presence and waiting for him to speak, I now recognize his voice in a way that I never did before. And so what Ali was saying earlier, just about spending time in his word, getting to know his voice, he wants to speak to you. He's jealous for you. He wants to spend time with you, wants to have an intimate relationship with you, backwards and forwards, constant communion. And so one of the things that has happened over the last kind of year, year and a half, is God's began to give me names of people. And uh, one of the things that I do as part of my job is I travel around the UK and I talk to people about Jesus. And um, I was at this particular event in about a month's time. This was last year. It was in February. And I, I, was, I was praying in February for the event that was going to take place in March. And um, I just was getting ready in the morning. And I, I remember 
I just had the name Margaret. And I had the name Margaret and the verse about God being close to the brokenhearted. And I really sensed that it was right to share at this event that I was gonna speak at a month later. And so in March, I got up and I shared my talk and then I just said, I've just got a real sense that the name Margaret might mean something to someone in here. And that actually, um, you just need to know that God is close to you. He is close to the brokenhearted. And um, at the end of that event, a woman came to me, really just very, very emotional, floods of tears. And she said to me, um, Margaret was my mum. And Margaret, my mum, died a month ago. And I looked back at my phone because I write words down. And I noticed that the date that I got that word was February the 4th. And I just said to her, I just had a a sense, she asked the question, I said, "Can can I ask you, what date did your mother die? And she said, February the 4th. And I was able to show that to her and say, do you know, right at the moment, right at the moment where you were losing your mum, God was speaking to me 200 miles away about you and about how he's close to you, how he loves you, how he's with you every step of this journey. And we're able to pray together. And often in those moments, I'm going to be honest with you, I've been a Christian over 20 years. What if I get it wrong? What if, what if I get it wrong? But more often than not, the Holy Spirit reminds me, but what if I'm moving? What if? What if you miss it? And listen, there's favor even in that. Because failure isn't fatal in the eyes of God. He just invites you to be part of a journey. Invites you to be part of someone's story and someone's narrative. It's just an honor. It's just an invitation from the Father. But I want to be part of the bigger story of what God is doing in other people's lives. So good. It's so powerful. Just as we wrap up, Maria, I'd just love to ask you, all of you have basically talked about kind of speaking out and being obedient. How important is it, do you think, to be obedient when we hear God's voice? What does that look like for you? Um, I think it's part of our love for Jesus that we're trusting him. And in some ways to say, well, okay, if I get it wrong, does it matter if I look a bit stupid? Not really. Uh, it's more important that the name of Jesus is lifted up. And, and I think that's really important. And, and if God has given us a word or we're praying with somebody, often when I'm praying with somebody, I say, God, first of all, what do you want to say? Maybe they've said, you know, can you pray for whatever. God's heart is a heart of love. And we need to have that heart of love for every person that we meet and say, God, how can I show your love? Have you got something that you want to say to this person? And, and I think that's, that's the key, really. You know, it's like you're saying, you know, it's for the common good. It's not about me. It's about God's heart meeting with somebody else and God saying, actually, I really love this person and I want to give you my heart for them. Amazing. Thank you so much. Can we just thank these guys? What a brilliant way to kind of wrap that up, that it's about God's love for us. That's what it's always been about. It's what it's about. Now, we've um, just got a few minutes, but I'd love to invite us to stand together. Nick and Becky are going to come on up, but I'd love you guys just to maybe pray for us, see if you feel that God's saying anything specific. If not, no worries. doesn't matter if you get it wrong. 
If you look silly, we're, we're good with that. Um, but why don't we just invite the Spirit to come and speak to us now, and then Nick and Becky will come up uh, as well. So Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here, that you are alive, that you are dynamic, that you are speaking to each of us. Thank you that it's not for a chosen few, but it is for every single person in this room to hear from you for ourselves and for other people. We just ask that you would come and speak to us now. And as we wait in this moment, you might just want to be inviting the Spirit to speak to you. What is it that you need to hear from him about? And we'll ask these guys to share any words that they have. And then, um, Becky, over to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when I was sharing about God speaking to me about being celibate, there's some people here, particularly one young lady who says, well, nobody would want to marry me anyway. I'm no good. Nobody is ever going to choose me. And I just want to say to you that God has chosen you. Whatever the future is, whether you're to be married or single or whatever, and I think there are a number of people here, God, first of all, wants you to really know that you are chosen, that you are loved, that you are special. And I just want to ask that you, you get someone to pray with you, that God just brings that sense of his love and his acceptance deep inside that releases you to be able to move in whatever he's got for you. Yes, yeah, so Father God, I just want to thank you that you love every person here. You know each person by name. You've called us by name. You've chosen us even before we were formed in our mother's womb. And I want to pray particularly, Father God, for those who are feeling that they're not worth anything or that nobody would choose them, nobody would want to be their friend or their husband, their wife. Lord, that you just pour into them such an awareness of the love of God. And that as we look to the cross, that that love, Father God, is expressed, that they are worth the, the life of your only son. Lord, that you bring a healing and a confidence and a new beginning to each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Amazing. Thank you so much, Marie. Grace, Tyson, have you anything? I just want to pray for boldness, you know. And just the audacity to step out when you receive a word from God and you just have that sense. And for some of you, it's like fire in your belly. You just feel like, you know what, I'm grappling with this word. It feels like a burden. It feels overwhelming. But yeah, I just pray, Jesus, that you will come in this moment, Lord. By your spirit, would you just breathe upon every word, every prophecy, every dream that looks like they are dead. Would you just speak life into them? And Lord Jesus, would you give my brothers and my sisters boldness, just the audacity to step out in those words and to see that there's victory in obedience, to see that, yes, you're edifying the body and to see, yes, that you delight over them. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. I just had this sense that there's a, a woman in the room that you've got um, a young baby and that God wants you to know that he sees you this morning. And there was a moment earlier where Nick and Becky were kind of leading us in a, uh, just a time of reflecting and praying and praise. And Nick said, if you feel as though you just need, you need to be reminded of these words this morning to raise, to raise your hand. And I felt like in my spirit, you didn't even have the energy to do that. 
But I wanted you to know that God sees your hand raised this morning. He sees that heart's cry. And he sees you. And he knows you. And he loves you. And do you know what? When I had my little girl, in the middle of the night, some of the most lonely times, yet I've never known the Holy Spirit closer, there were some of the most intimate moments in the middle of the night where I just said, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know what she needs, but I know that you do. And in his kindness and his gentleness and his lovingness, he was just able often just to guide me, even with the simple steps of changing her nappy. Maybe she needs a walk around the room. And so just to know that in those moments where you feel maybe incredibly lonely at night, that God sees you. He knows you and he loves you. And if that is you this morning, I'm not going to ask you to raise a hand now or come out to the front, but would you find me? Because I would love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Grace. Thank you all so much. We're going to... You've been amazing and really ministered to all of us. And we are, um, we're coming to the end, but we do want to have a moment to respond. And actually, I'd just love to share with you a few more words because this last Tuesday in our staff meeting here at Gas Street, um, we got into groups and we prayed specifically and asked God to speak uh, prophetically for every gathering. So I actually have a list of words for the 11.30 gathering. This is for us in the room and for those of us online as well. And I'd love to share this in case um, any of these click with you. So first of all, there was a picture of someone stuck in a traffic jam and a sense that life feels really stuck for someone, maybe many of us. Um, And God wants to minister to that. There was a specific name given, someone called Gary, And so if you are one of those, Gary, that feels life is stuck at the moment, we'd love to pray for you. There was a word about someone with blocked ears and and God wanting to open your ears up again. There was a specific word actually about a child as well. I don't know if there's anyone here with a child who's lost a pet recently and it's their first experience of loss or grief and actually it's gone really deep Um, and uh, God wants to use this opportunity to bring his comfort into their life. And so perhaps for someone on behalf of a child, we'd love to pray with you. Um, There was a picture to do with an African landscape. And again, if there's just something significant about Africa, um, there was specifically safari mentioned, and you will know if that's you and there's something going on or stirring in you, we'd love to pray for you. And then there was a picture of a frog in boiling water circling round and round and round and the sense that this person got was actually there is an awareness in someone here that actually the life they're choosing now at the moment isn't good it's not good for them but because but they've become so desensitized to the boiling water of life and actually there's God just wants to urge you this morning you need to jump out and maybe one of the steps you could take this morning is to step forward and receive prayer Nick is there anything you want to add right well As the band just lead us to end here, we have got a couple of minutes left. Are we collecting children now or have we got a few moments? Yeah, so what we'd love to do, if if any of those words resonate with you, why don't you just make your way out um, now and uh, we're going to sing and response as we close. Uh, If you've got children to pick up, please would you make your way there as well. Um, But if you would like prayer, and if you've got children to pick up, why don't you pick them up and then just come forward for prayer. We don't want you to miss out. But otherwise, why don't you come forward as we sing this song. We'd love just to pray with you. Uh, And again, just... For anyone here who, do you know, I, I've never heard of a God like this. 
Like, just to zoom out for a minute, I've never heard of a God who could speak to me, who loves to speak. Uh, if that's you, we'd love to pray for you as well, uh, just that you would know this God, that you would know Jesus uh, today. So again, if that's you, why don't you come on out? Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastreet.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastreet Church.